0: Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leaving a legacy.
1: Magic is power.
0: You feeling better? No. You <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> look like shit. Ah, thanks. Appreciate we, it. You do look like a bag of dicks, Jerry. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I'm your Legacy newbie, and with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry. Me. What's up, Jerry?
1: I'm back from the dead, baby. You can't <laughs> keep me down.
0: <laughs> um, how you feeling, bud? You feeling uh, better?
1: You doing okay? I mean, better is relative, but I mean, I still feel like shit. But I'm better than I was last yeah.
0: week. Yeah.
1: I've been sleeping 12
0: to 14 hours a day for the last seven days it's isn't that what your normal sleep schedule is <laughs> like, honestly it doesn't seem
1: like no normally
0: no uh, have you had to put eve on hold jerry are you like in frozen carbonite in eve space
1: i've i've received several messages from uh my my corporation mem- uh, line members just like checking in it's like hey boss just wanted to see if you're okay boss well, yeah they all they'll they they call them, me like, boss organized
0: a coup to take down the leader when they're weak and disorganized
1: <laughs> no my organization is strong i, I call those people
0: before they become an issue (laughs) it seems like those are the people that you'd want to have in your group because they're the they're the go-getters you know keep your
1: friends close and your enemies closer (laughs) um my yeah i i haven't been doing really any eve this past week it it sucks i was talking about before but uh like i've had a week off work but i don't feel like i've had a week off work because i've just been like
0: (laughs) right recovering
1: all I've been able to do basically is like sleep, Oof. watch Netflix, and uh, play back to back vintage cubes on on Magic Online. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a hell a hell a lot of vintage cubes on on wow. Magic Online, which is great. Wow. I'll say, uh, I think right now probably uh, the Black Red Reanimator uh, deck and Vintage Cube that's some primo stuff right now. I've been having uh, having a lot of luck with Black Red Reanimator and Vintage okay. Cube.
0: Okay. What's the what's the big reanimator target in vintage cube is it grizzlebrand?
1: Yeah, I mean it's grizzlebrand, but it's actually the black red reanimator uh deck in the cube is actually uh smaller. It's it's almost like mid-range reanimator because oh. um the two cards that I have a lot of luck with is uh Olivia. Um it's from the new Innistrad set, but mm-hmm. it's four black red for a 4/3 flying haste okay. um when it attacks return a creature card from your graveyard it gains haste and then you either exile it or i think oh no you sacrifice it at the turn oh that's kind of cool um so but then what i pair it with is uh blanking on the name it's the titan the black red titan it's like Uro, but for black red it's black red for a six six when it comes into play each opponent either discards a card. Uh, each opponent discards a card and then each opponent who did not discard a non-land card loses three life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it has escape for black black red red um and so you just use olivia
0: oh get, cro- croxa croxa
1: yeah, cro- crox croxa so you cro-xa. do olivia yeah. you swing in for four you bring back the titan and make your opponent discard and then they ha- if they have no cards in hand they just straight up lose three life oh that's pretty sick so it's like each turn you're you're whacking them so the Kru- has to die because you didn't escape it but, right. just, but just the act of just bringing it back every turn you just you just
0: strip it's, your strip oppo- a card
1: yeah, yeah. okay so you, you basically what it works out to be is like you strip a card and then you hit them for seven because olivia hits for four and then you get the three life off of caruxa Yep. and decks just can't handle that because i'm getting yeah, like <laughs> you're, you're you're like swinging in on like turn two for seven and making him strip yep. a card and then you compare that with like Thought and him to torak and stuff so oh cool well that's
0: that seems like right up your alley
1: yeah so it's 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 technically reanimator but it feels more like kind of like a black red like suicide aggro style deck which is a huh. lot of fun so I've been having a, I've been having a lot of luck with it. Everyone listening, stay away. You can't draft any black <laughs> red cards. They're mine.
0: Those are mine. You black can't reds take- never open. Never.
1: <laughs> it's never. I'm in every every vintage draft queue. Unless it's during the twelve hours of a day that I'm asleep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Choose wisely, guys. Choose wisely.
1: <laughs> but that's that's been my my experience for the last week. <laughs> nice
0: nice
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah recovering from covid it sucked the entire family got suck, uh, sick on christmas because we had the family my, i went to my girlfriend's family christmas party and her cousin was there mm-hmm. and her cousin was there and I was like man i'm really tired but it's probably and her cousin's like a college kid yep so i'm really tired and then obviously like none of us thought of anything other because college kids are always tired
0: Sure, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, now now her cousin is uh, we refer to him as Typhoid
0: Mary is his is his new nickname. Hey, hey I told you <laughs> that's a derogatory term. I don't like Ty- it. Typhoid Mary did nothing wrong. <laughs> I mean, she did a lot wrong, but she was (laughs) locked away like against her will for a long time because she refused to stop working.
1: Yeah. Now she works for the CDC.
0: (laughs) But uh, I actually had my own brush with COVID over uh, New Year's, actually. Oh, yeah. I I went to my brother's house New Year's Eve. And him and his wife have been super careful this entire, like, to the point where it's been, like, a bit cumbersome to, like, you know, I didn't see my, like, my nieces and nephew, or my nephew, my nephew's a niece for, like, a year, over a year, basically, which is kind of rough. But anyway, so we went over to his place on uh, on New Year's Eve, and then New Year's Day, he had, a, he had gotten a PCR test, and he got the results back is that he was positive. And he was like real upset. He's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, dude, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated. Both my kids are vaccinated. I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but, but that's been my, that's been the closest I've been to like a person with COVID, believe it or not, like in the vicinity of someone who's had COVID.
1: So my girlfriend didn't actually test positive until today,
0: which is oh, wow.
1: surprising. Cause like, she's had yeah. a cough for a couple of days. I mean, she's, we've been sleeping several, like, we have a spare bedroom. So like yep. I've been sleeping in one bedroom, she's been sleeping in the other bedroom mm-hmm. and We've been like masking up in the house and all that.
0: And really, she, huh.
1: yeah, well, my my girlfriend works in a hospital, so she's like, like Lysoling everything. It's like I I pick up the clicker to like put something on Netflix and she like wipes it down with Lysol and really huh. very. Yeah, very good. And so but but she's but,
0: vaccinated, right?
1: Yeah, she's vaccinated. But and then she just she just got uh she tested positive today. Yeah, but her parents have it bad and then like her aunt and uncle have it and all that other stuff so yeah, yeah. it sucks it, i i'm pretty sure i got the omicron variant just because of the symptoms i was having but,
0: yeah, but i it, thought the omicron variant was like pretty mild like you know it shouldn't have taking you a week to get over it
1: i mean right. mild is in like i didn't have to be hospitalized but right 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 basically the way i would put it is like i felt like i had like mono and whooping cough
0: at the same time yeah hmm. And it just, but you're on the mend, right? You're on the upswing. So that's good. Yeah.
1: I'm I'm like, I don't have a fever anymore, which is good. It's just now it's just like exhaustion. Like I'm still just like sleeping. Like I slept, I feel bad. Uh, our guest that we're going to introduce here, he was texting me all day, and uh, I just like woke up a- an hour ago. <laughs> I woke up an hour ago to like, hey, should I be preparing anything? I'm <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been, I've been. Asleep. I mean, the answer is no, anyway. But still, <laughs> <laughs> I've been asleep the last six hours. My my yep. schedule is basically like sleep six hours, wake up, play a vintage cube, <laughs> sleep six hours wake up play play a vintage cube that's that's basically been my uh my life for the past week
0: (laughs) i love it i love it well speaking of our guests let's uh let's introduce them
1: yeah well joining us from the illustrious cantrip cartel podcast we have mr jake arthur's welcome to the cast jake
2: my goodness high praise for cantrip (laughs) cartel thanks guys yeah, no. Uh, I was super excited when you asked me to come on and and one talk about my podcast, but more importantly, talk to two of the people that helped uh, really get me kind of a lot better at legacy because I started listening to you guys when I didn't know anything.
1: Oh, and then <laughs> you just you did the, the opposite of what we told you,
0: and that's how I you mean did. I started podcasting when <laughs> I didn't know anything. So, grain <laughs> of salt. <laughs> Well, well, that's cool. Tell us about kind of your, uh, you know, I always like to do a little bit of background, like uh, find out about players, you know, how they got introduced to magic when they started playing legacy and all that. So give us kind of like the rundown of, uh, of your, your,
2: your way into legacy. So I started playing magic in high school. The way I think everyone starts playing magic where they saw someone playing magic and goes, what is that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I started losing money at exponential rates (laughs) (laughs) as I started buying cards. But, you know, we just played like countertop magic. And then I quit playing for a long time. And my buddy bumped into me. His name's Matt at work like six years later. And he was like talking about magic. And I was like, oh, I used to play magic in like high school and it was a lot of fun. And he was like, oh, my God, come play commander. We need a fourth. So I started playing Commander. I yep. played Commander for a little while, and then I lost a lot of money again. All of a sudden, just it started falling <laughs> out of my pockets. <laughs> and eventually, I was like, "I'm already spending money hand over foot. I kind of want to play like more competitively. What's like a good budget, like you know, format to get into?" And he was like, "Well, Modern's kind of cheap, but it sucks. So instead, play Legacy." Okay. And I was like, how much does that cost? And he was like, don't worry about that. Just play Legacy. (laughs) So I bought into Black Red Reanimator and we started. We basically had like a little pod where he had Elves and Delver, a buddy had Show and Tell, and I had Black Red Reanimator. And we just would play in circles for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. We ended up going to a couple of local tournaments. Uh, My first tournament, I promptly went 04, 08. And you probably could have bought my Legacy deck for $500 that day. I was just so frustrated at like just. The a combination of bad mulligans, bad draws and mm-hmm. just bad play. But then I kind of, t- we took a break from legacy because one of our guys moved away and we just didn't do as much. And in the Indiana area, Legacy's not huge. Um, And basically what happened was that one, I told uh I was telling Pat or uh, sorry, I was telling Jerry that mm-hmm. one day I just woke up and I was like, I want to like know how legacy works. And I started scouring the internet and I started downloading the podcast and reading the blogs and kind of just like took a deep dive into how legacy works. and. You know, ever since then, it's been doing MTGO stuff and mm-hmm. practicing and, you know, I've bought into a couple different decks and I've talked with my buddy, Matt, about it and we started talking about magic so much. We were like, why don't we start a podcast? It can't be that hard. It's, yeah, definitely. It, <laughs> oh, it, it, it turns out it is that hard to start a <laughs> There's okay. a lot of things you have to do to start sure. a podcast. Yeah. Yep. But that was basically like my like day one to today in terms of magic started out just as some scrub at a, at a cafeteria table. <laughs> and now I'm some scrub on MTGO. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's fantastic.
1: Now, how long's uh Cantrip Cartel been going? Because you guys have uh you guys have been going since uh like mid last last year, like last year being yes. 2021, right?
2: We just put up our 20th episode last week, and that was a nice. bit of a milestone for us. Congrats. Uh, that was like we really felt like if we could make it uh was that a full five months straight, then we're like we're kind of getting in the rhythm and grooving. So we've got we've got between 20 and 20, 20 two episodes if you can't like our little introduction and we have like a little bonus episode here or there but yeah basically five or six months we've kind of kept it going every week nice that's
1: that's what it is all about consistency like the number one trait of a successful podcast is consistency
2: as i'm sure you guys are aware there's been some rough days in there it's like oh i worked until seven o'clock yeah and i have to work early tomorrow and it rained all day Matt, do you want to record a podcast? Yeah, me either. I'll see you right. in an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: exactly.
1: <laughs> uh, that's that's my New Year's resolution uh, is to to you know keep the consistency up because I know we've been kind of slight and especially end of the year is rough between like Christmas, New Year's, COVID. Mm-hmm. I think I think we've skipped like two or three episodes in the last two or three months. But yeah,
0: which is unlike uh, you know un- unusual for us for sure. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah, consistency is key.
1: But yeah I listened to your guys' most uh, recent episode your uh, your year- end and review episode and Pat I just want to say they spent like 15 minutes talking about Final Fantasy online so I think that that vindicates me for talking about Eve online I think' okay. we're, yeah, right. we're starting a
2: trend. I'm right there with you Pat I just <laughs> I just sit there and listen to Matt Ramble about some game that came out 20 years ago and <laughs> he plays all day long and yeah. loves to play and i mean
0: i get it you know sure it's not for me it's just okay that's fine you know
2: yep Uh, not for me it admit, but it makes him happy. So it makes me happy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: It's like a, a, having a podcast co-host is like being in a marriage. You know, I'm happy that you're happy, honey. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> Whatever you find joy in baby, it's fine. Yep, yep. Exactly.
1: Uh, speaking of games that came out uh, 20 years ago, though, I think that's a good segue to talk about the announcement with uh, magic online. Did you guys uh, hear about this with uh, uh, it's getting, uh, not, it's. I don't know if it's getting bought out or it's being sold, but basically Daybreak Games is completely taking over, uh,
2: like, running Magic Online. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think on paper it's being licensed, and I don't know what exactly that means. Like, I'm guessing WotC still owns some of the, like, they have to still own, like, the intellectual property because they're running the Magic cards that WotC prints
1: yeah basically my understanding is i mean watsy still obviously still owns magic they can't sell magic online without selling like magic as a brand so but they're just sick and tired of like running the servers and dealing with all the bullshit that's magic online yep that sounds about right
2: that's that was exactly what i thought when i heard this
1: (laughs) yeah so they're just they're done they're focusing on arena it's not worth the resources for them and they're just having uh daybreak uh games Uh, basically take it over so daybreak games is going to run the servers they're going to run like all the implementation and programming and i'm actually i'm kind of optimistic about this um we were kind of talking about it a little bit in the the pre-show that daybreak games is kind of like the video game uh, (laughs) um, geriatric (laughs) home yeah it's,
0: it's yeah exactly exactly yeah
1: so, so it's, so it's like,
0: like hospice for old games. Yeah. Basically. Exactly. It's, it's you people with the hospice care for games. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So like daybreak people comfortable Game- until they're actually dead. <laughs> but, like-
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean like they do a good job of it. So like daybreak games as a company, like what they're known for is like taking these old games that are popular, but like are like 20 years old and just like keeping the lights on, on the server for them. So they run EverQuest Online. They run DC Universe Online, mm-hmm. Planet Side Two, um, like mostly MMOs is kind of what I what I've been getting for from them. Where like these uh, these properties are still profitable, obviously, because if it's not profitable, it's not going to be run. But it's not right. It's not profitable enough for the original developers to still maintain it. Like they would mm-hmm. rather focus their efforts in other ventures and daybreak games is just going to basically kind of keep the, keep the lights on, you know, keep it, mm-hmm. keep it on life support as, as you put it back. But mm-hmm. I think, it, I think it's better than life support.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. Like, I think it's a good, you know, it's a good thing. It's their, that's kind of their specialty is keeping games alive that, you know, people like <clears throat> that, the companies that created them have moved on from they have their fo obviously like we know that, you know, since arena came out that, that, eventually watsy was going to really be focused on that and that's this is kind of a good uh a good indicator of that you know that that coming to fruition here
1: yeah um and like they said they're still gonna have like the new sets that come out are still gonna be introduced like basically they said like the average player is not going to notice anything at all Mm -hmm. like it's going to be exactly the same it's going to be a complete transfer over and honestly i think that might be for the best because like it's not like Wizards had the its best and brightest
2: working on Magic Online in the first place. Um, yeah, the, the amount of bugs has been quickly accumulating,
1: right? So, like, I, I'm I'm hopeful. Like, I think at the worst, nothing changes. <laughs> is mm-hmm. is kind of what where I'm at. At yeah, the worst, yeah. it's nothing changes, and at the best, we might actually see some faster development of uh, of you know bug bug re- resolution and things like that. I don't know. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic.
2: Yeah, I think it could be a good move. Like, especially in the beginning, like I really feel like Daybreak is going to have a lot of incentive to kind of come in and try and like dust some cobwebs off, maybe fix some stuff, maybe look at like you know events that haven't fired in three months straight on Saturdays mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. look for solutions to that. Like, it'd be super cool to see the Saturday Challenge get dropped down to what was it? What's thirty two? Um, you know, you could just drop Saturdays and Sundays down to 32 to qualify and you'd probably start getting challenges to fire again.
1: Well, I feel that has more to do with the just the, uh, you know, uh, state of the legacy meta right now. But yeah, I think I think that would be nice.
2: Yeah, it's definitely not helping for sure. But like yeah. like you said, like any change within reason is probably good change. So I'm kind of excited to see some new minds come in and somebody like just take a look at it from maybe a different angle.
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm consciously optimistic. We'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I don't think Daybreak Games would be buying it if they didn't think that this could be profitable. So mm-hmm. um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. As long as they keep the Vintage Cube up, I'm happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting if like uh, who handles that stuff now, right? Like, like because crafting cubes is like a is a Watsy thing, right? Is that something that mm. Daybreak's gonna be taking care of now? It'll be. I
1: doubt it. I think uh, I honestly, I, I'm actually okay with that. I think we're probably going to see less like custom cubes. And I'm okay with that because 90% of the custom cubes that magic online releases are utter garbage that I have mm-hmm. no interest in playing. Like I log out to magic online. I'm like, Ooh, and, uh, it's Cube Week. let's see. Oh, it's like so-and-so's mono blue cube. I'm like, no, get the hell out of here. I have no mm-hmm. interest in, in drafting this cube. <laughs> like, come on
2: <laughs> so
1: <laughs> i'm i'm okay with with there's going to be like less custom cubes and stuff like that
2: yeah if daybreak comes in like they'll be the ones that are managing like drop rates from chess too won't they like they'll kind of get to control the economy like, online good question yeah that'll be really interesting to see what happens
1: uh, yeah i would actually really like it if they brought back actual drafts because like i think one of the worst changes magic online has ever made was getting rid of uh flashback drafts where you actually got mm-hmm. to keep the cards. it was a mm-hmm. couple of, it was a couple years ago where all flashback drafts became phantom and that sucked. like like it just it was not as enjoyable. I would much rather have actual drafts um, than just like stupid phantom drafts in that way because like that's how I built my legacy collection on magic online. like every week was a different sets flashback draft mm-hmm. and I would just draft every set and I could go through like the entire history of magic doing Mm -hmm. flashback drafts and build a collection and i could have fun drafting while at the same time you know cherry picking like oh this is a legacy card this is a legacy card this is a legacy card
2: so i hope that's the best way to sorry it seems like the best way to build a collection
1: yeah no exactly it was great like i loved it like that's how i first got into legacy on magic online and if they did that i probably would would do that again and i wouldn't have to be so reliant on the rental services Mm mm-hmm so I'm, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I I hope uh, I hope it uh, kind of works out.
0: Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of like changes. Uh, company. Well, I guess you said they're they're also transferring over like the people who actually service Magic Online as like a client. So I don't know if we'll get like a ton of new looks at how to handle it, but you know, I'm sure things will keep going the way they're going. At, at worst, you know, like you said, maybe we'll see some nice. Like, uh, Nice improvements, we'll see. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I'm ready.
2: I'm uh, ready for some cobwebs to get dusted off and some mm-hmm. changes that happen with MTGO. <laughs> I love MTGO, but it could definitely use some some new life blown into it. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Awesome. Well,
1: speaking of also new life getting blown into it, there was another big announcement this week with uh Huey Jensen is uh is taking over uh director of play programs, which is I think the first time it's had like, we've had a director of play in the last year or two.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I don't, I'm curious as to see, you know, to see what he's going to actually do since they seem very reticent to allow us to return to like actual, like large scale play. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's encouraging that like they're they actually
1: it? hire. It's it's encouraging that they hired a person for this position, and especially like Huey Jensen. Like I've I've always been an admirer of Huey Jensen, so I think he's a he's a great choice for the uh, the position. And I think just the fact that Watsi hired someone from this position speaks volumes in itself. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 gonna say like Watsi. You got you got two for two for me this week. I know that's unusual.
2: (laughs) This was probably the the announcement I was the most excited to see just because it's yeah, like you said, it's the first time they've they've mentioned organized play in like (laughs) it's the first time they've mentioned organized play since they announced killing their organized play on the MPL. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true.
2: (laughs) So like I was just like, anytime they want to talk about yeah a movement in creating organized play or like bringing in like like you said, there's no reason to hire a guy if they're not gonna do it right, so they're surely they have something for him to do <laughs> yeah yeah, you'd hope so, yeah, yeah, there's some play that needs organized somewhere i'm I'm
1: really hoping that twenty twenty two is actually i know twenty twenty one was supposed to be the year we got back to normal, which didn't happen, but uh I'm hoping we actually start to see uh you know stuff kind of get back into motion for 2022 i mean we had a gp in
2: 2021 there was Mm -hmm.
1: uh there was vegas was that the only gp of the year were there other
2: gps um did you guys see that scg announced a bunch of scg cons this year
1: yes i did see that yeah that too so there's gonna be legacy 10k there's gonna be modern 10k and then there's gonna be various uh you know standard draft you know just like they usually do it was annoying the first legacy con uh is going to be on super bowl sunday which is just like i don't like why does this always happen every time there's a major legacy tournament run either by like watsi or star city or one of like the big players they always schedule it on the worst possible day they can choose you know there was on easter sunday now it's going to be on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, it was uh, there was a legacy GP scheduled on Halloween. Like, it's like they purposely try and make the legacy uh, tournament on the worst possible day that they can find at that, like, given time period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Maybe they <laughs> but, got a sweet deal on the venue.
1: I'm sure. I, honestly, I think that's
2: why. Like, I think that's. Yeah, it's I think definitely that, got a factor into it. Right.
1: Yeah, it's like oh, Halloween, Easter, Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, this is when the venue's the cheapest. That's when we're going to have the Legacy <laughs> the Legacy uh tournament. Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, that that was really reassuring to see uh Star City Games. And I mean, I'm I'm I shouldn't give them too much shit. They easily very easily could have just not had a Legacy tournament at all, and I'm really happy that they are having a Legacy 10K. Um that's awesome. I might I might even try and go to it depending on uh what uh kind of covid looks like around that time. But um, I'm super
2: hopeful that the Indianapolis one, which is like an hour from me, they've got team constructed. I'm hoping that's going to end up being like standard modern legacy or something like that. Cause like I got some friends in town and we can, we can definitely crank up and go try and compete in that team constructed 25 K.
1: Yeah. So we got on February 13th, a, uh, legacy 10 K in Philly, which, uh, I, I'm, I, I mean, Philly's not too far away. I might actually try and do that.
0: That would actually be kind of cool to get to a big event like that again. We've, you know, Star City Games. That was actually the first legacy event I ever played in was the Star Cities Game. Star City Games Open.
1: Yeah, you wanna you wanna start playing? You wanna you wanna do a little February? Uh, oh, well, <laughs> that is that also. It's the day before that, valen- It's the day before Valentine's Day.
0: <laughs> that I care less about. Is that Super Bowl
1: weekend? That's more important. Uh, it, I, yeah, it is. It's uh, Super Bowl weekend, so okay. it's okay, Pat. The Patriots won't be playing. It's fine.
0: That's all right. If the Bucks are in, it, I still watch it.
1: Um, and then, yeah, Indianapolis, it's, it's TBD as far as what the formats are going to be. And then in Dallas, they're doing, they're, uh, Dallas is going to be a modern 30K followed by a modern
0: 10K. <laughs> what the fuck? Geez. <laughs> so, really good.
2: Do people still play modern? Is that like a big format still? Hey, modern is amazing right now. You shut okay. your mouth. hey i was just asking i'm just (laughs) genuinely i have no idea no idea
1: um and then i think what's actually more telling that we haven't talked about yet is at all of these events there is going to be uh, a flesh and blood main event
0: yeah so one of the the only other magic podcasts i really listen to with any frequency is uh uh they one of the co-hosts has started to play flesh and blood as a as a as a fill in for Magic when he can't play magic. And he says a lot of good things about the game. So
2: I'll be curious to see if that starts to uh, like pick up for magic players. I don't know. Do you guys know any idea? Like how much does it cost for a flesh and blood deck? Cause I've thought about it's it too. Extremely like extremely
0: cheap compared to me. I-, I don't remember what he said it was, but it was, I think it was under like a hundred dollars for a co- very competitive deck. If I'm oh, not wow. it's yeah, yeah, chump cool. Change. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which is funny because flesh and blood boxes are extremely expensive because as soon as it got popular, which is pretty much immediately, every single magic player was like, uh, uh, Fool me once. Shame on,
0: shame on me. <laughs> Only twice.
1: I'm not missing out on the flesh and blood Black Lotus. I'm, buying I'm getting these blood. alpha duels, man. Yeah, I'm getting as many of these alpha beta boxes as I possibly can because I'm like, this is literally that time. And I, I thought the same thing. Like, I, I haven't bought any flesh and blood, but I honestly was like, I should buy like two or three boxes of flesh and blood. I don't know how to play. I don't know anything about it. But if this is going to be like the next magic, I'm, I need these sets now.
2: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And on top of, like, people are just saying, like, I I hear nothing but, like, good things about it. And it makes me really curious. But I also am too scared to ask about it because I don't know anything. Same.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm also at the point where it's like, if I, like, like, hey, I already do meth. Do I really want to pick up heroin? Like yes. <laughs> yes. hey, what's the risk?
2: What's the what's, risk? What's the risk? What's the risk? Like, I want to sell my wife on another cardboard victim <laughs> <addictive laughs> game. Right. So listen, I know that I have thousands, I mean thousands of dollars sunk in these pieces of cardboard, but there's this different shiny piece of cardboard that I kind of want.
1: I'm just waiting for the apocalypse of magic cards and flesh and blood cards become the new currency accepted worldwide. <laughs>
2: It'll never happen. It'll be dope if there's
0: a god in this world.
1: (laughs) No, no. I'm talking about like mass EMPs, all all electrical hardware is is cut off grid. We go back to, you know, instead of using bottle caps like Fallout predicted, we're going to use magic cards as the new currency.
2: (laughs) I can't even like... What, so what what level of currency like is it on rarity? Is it on age? <laughs> just <laughs> like it is now.
1: It. Just like it is now. Just like it is now. But uh yeah, if I go if I go to this uh this legacy 10K in Philly, which I'm I'm strongly being pulled towards, I kind of really want to do it now. Um, well, we'll see what my girlfriend says about Valentine's Day weekends, but uh <laughs> <laughs> you just
0: listen, you say, listen, I, you know, I'll make it up to you the next weekend. That's all. Yeah. That's yeah. all what's I mean, wrong with that. Go. I mean, first of like all, Valentine's Valentine's is a completely Fiction, like it's a completely made up holiday, so you can say, We're gonna do it the next weekend. And it falls on a Monday anyway, so who cares? Yeah, we're really gonna go out
2: to dinner on a Monday. Cool. <laughs> Let's go to work the next day, babe. So, super fun. <laughs> I'd like you get, for Valentine's Day this year. I got you a nice quiet weekend in.
1: Exactly. Yeah, by yourself. <laughs> by yourself.
2: <laughs> you can do whatever you want without me.
1: <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that to her. But uh I mean, hit me up, guys. The the usual crew. If anyone's thinking about going to uh you know MTG Legacy in uh Philly in uh February, maybe we can uh, make a whole big event out of it. It'd be kind of dope. Yeah. Get an Airbnb. I, that's what I miss most, is just having the Airbnb houses with like 15 people all staying mm-hmm. and like partying mm-hmm. for the weekends.
0: I still remember my first like the first GP we went to, which was uh not Niagara, it was Columbus. We had that that Airbnb out there. That was the first GP I traveled for. That was super fun. Yeah.
1: So I like I miss that, man. I think yeah. Like I feel that's really what what's like missing in my drive to play magic right now is just the uh Lack of camaraderie just because nothing's really
0: been happening. Yeah, yeah. I think the next LAL open, we don't stream it, we just get to play in it.
1: <laughs> I kind of am <I'm> tempted. <laughs> I'm tempted by that. Or maybe we have someone else in the booth who's uh you know can run it. But uh that speaking of uh Pat and I, I don't want to tip our hands, but we are already kinda maybe picking dates for uh the next LAL open. So that's so we, cool going to make going to make that happen soon so that that is in the works guys um it's not going to be for a couple months because obviously shit's still crazy but uh
0: it is definitely say we do it this weekend that's just, me, though.
1: <laughs> just this Fuck weekend it. just just Fuck no it, one go.
0: you've already been infected jerry you're good and i'm i'm not afraid so let's I'm, just do it I'm,
1: I'm immune for three months now so. there you go
0: see <laughs> this all happened for a reason you got to trim the beard though bro it's looking a little ratty
1: dude this beard is a am- look my my girlfriend is uh gonna get uh seashells and like Seashells into my beard.
0: <laughs> wow! I, my your stock has never been lower, Jerry. In my, in my
1: Why? Because I got a Viking beard. You don't like Viking beards, Matt?
0: They didn't have people braid seashells in their beers. Look Jared. at this. It was just covered in the gore and viscera of their of their enemies. Look at this. Look at this. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. I mean, it, you gotta, it's got it's got to get a little. You know, you know, trim it up a little bit. You know.
1: It's a. I've been bedridden for a week. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: he's he's been dying in bed, and you're like, yeah, but can you oh, shake?
0: Oh, he's been <laughs> playing vintage cubes, guys. Come on, let's, yeah. On my laptop. I this on
1: my laptop in bed.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness!
1: Uh, but yeah, so that 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 should be a good time. I'm uh, I'm excited. Let's 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 make it happen, people. Let's make it happen. Jake, your uh your your Cantrip Cartel podcast. You guys uh, kind of go all over the place, right? Uh, you're not you're not really you're not strictly a legacy podcast, but you're kind of heavily focused on it.
2: Yeah. So, like Matt and I's. Probably our favorite format is legacy, and so everything kind of comes through with a legacy tinge, but we try to hit everything magic, so, like, anything Mm -hmm. newsworthy or anything that we think is interesting, like, sometimes on quiet weeks, we just talk about, like, good, like, we talk about, like, gameplay strategies and stuff like that, but Mm -hmm. we, we don't hone in on any one particular thing other than we try and watch the metas every week, so, like, we try and hit the modern and legacy meta based on challenges or whatever big events there were. And then just whatever we kind of want to talk about, we kind of free float with like, what was interesting on Reddit? That's what we'll talk about this week.
1: Nice. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what we've, we've done just because like, tell me the biggest struggle pattern I have week to week is just basically for the last six months, the legacy meta has just kind of sucked and it's just been more of the same.
2: Mm-hmm. What
1: do you yep. guys, what do you guys do when you kind of struggle for content to talk about?
2: Um, so that's like that is where being more than just a legacy podcast like really helps fill the space because yeah, if you get into a dead format or just a format that isn't even interesting to you, like a format could be fun, but maybe you're not interested in it. We can just branch out, like, for example, I was I was giving Pat shit about Modern. Like, I think Modern's great. I've been playing a ton of Modern. We actually I actually bought into Modern, and so we've been talking a lot of Modern lately, um, keeping an eye on all of the new sets coming out, even if they don't really impact legacy kind of helps like just stuff to talk about, even topping like all the announcements that wizards makes on a weekly basis for all their formats. Usually you can find something, but we definitely have had our weeks where we're like, we're sitting down before we record and we're like, so what happened? And it's like, Hmm, nothing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, why don't you talk about your favorite deck? Why don't you talk about how to play elves this week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we we're talking about Final Fantasy Online for forty-five
2: minutes. <laughs> Matt, I'm going to need a solid thirty-minute opener on your Final Fantasy game. <laughs> awesome, yeah, I mean
1: it is it is a struggle, um, you know, but I think that's what audience members have kind of expected at this point. Like, I don't think our audience really wants us to talk about the same, you know, blue red Delver decks over and over again, yep.
2: anyways. We do usually pop through. So it's it's kind of funny. We always go through the metas and we look for all of our like like the spice decks that we see in the like whatever challenge we see or whatever, like mocks. And it's we've gotten in the habit of being like, hey, it's Blue Red Delver. And in third place, it's oh, it's Titan post and fourth place. Oh, yeah, it's a Blue Red Delver deck. And then in fifth place, we've got Painter. And then we'll talk about Painter for, you know, 10 minutes. and like, oh, wow, it's really cool how they mixed Painter and, you know, Days Undoing or whatever it is, but like. We try to go through them every week and just skip the decks. It's like, yep. It's that same one from last week and the week before and the week before Oh, well, this blue red Delver is running three Delvers. Right. It's like,
0: yeah. It's like, oh, cool guys. Yep. Yeah.
1: So, I'm looking right now blue red delver is approaching 25% of the meta which is disgusting.
2: Yeah. It's <laughs> it it's, it's especially it. hard for me because I hate playing blue red delver. I like I hate playing against blue red delver. I hate it. What do you yeah. play? What what deck do you normally play? Um I so I used to play black red reanimator. Okay. And then I got tired of I didn't like glass cannony. So I mm-hmm. sold it and I bought into Jeskai or, uh, well I basically bought into blue white control cause it was, it required the fewest dual lands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I ended up picking up like, I do have like a, like one volcanic so I can run Jeskai. Mm-hmm. Um But I usually run some kind of blue white control or Jeskai control. And well, I have been seeing some lists pop up recently in like top 18s or top 32s, which like is super exciting for me because my deck isn't shadow banned anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just a, I think like blue white control is such a hard deck to play in the way I'm used to playing it because it's like, like blue white control. Like I, I still like to run counterbalance and that's like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to lock this game down and win on turn 15 or turn 10. Yep. Yep. And that doesn't work well when people can just slam eight, eight flyers. I like, or they can just, just this game ending threat after game ending threat after game ending threat. So the way I like to play it's just kind of in a rough spot right now, and that's yeah obviously my fault for choosing <laughs> to play the deck that way, but I just don't like, I, I literally built blue-white in part because it requires few dual lands, and mm-hmm. I get to run basics, and I'm kind of wasteland-proof. That was a big yep. reason why, because I, I sure. the whole yeah. non-game thing is, uh, it makes me a little salty sometimes. <laughs> I yeah I I can totally see
0: that and honestly from coming from someone who like loves to play blue red delver I I don't like I don't like the iteration of the deck that we see right now anyway it's not the way I like to play the deck um so I would love to see a whole bunch of the new cards banned out of that deck like I I, yes. I don't even care like I have the Japanese ragavans fucking ban them I could not care less like get rid of all that trash I'm- like bring it back to the way it used to be in my opinion.
1: I'm shocked we haven't seen a uh,
2: bandy and restricted.
1: Yeah, it, like I so, thought, I thought it was coming right after Eternal Weekend, and then it came and went. And like, all so right. Do you know what announcement
2: we, do you know, what announcement we did get right after Eternal Weekend was that Modern Draft or not uh, Modern Horizons Two draft was coming back.
1: Oh boy, Modern
2: Horizons draft ends like in a week, so I'm guessing that we won't see a BNR announcement for a week or two until MH2 is out of draft.
0: Yeah, we'll oh, see. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And
2: like yep. that's a super cynical way to look at it. Yeah. But, but that's I think the it's the
0: truth though, right? Like that's you yeah. know, that's yeah. it's yeah.
2: You think Ragavan is a hundred tickets on accident? Right.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, unfortunately that's the way that's the way it is, but
1: and that's why I'm kind of optimistic about Magic Online going to uh exactly. to, uh what it was at Daybreak Games because people's yep. we'll less likely to see that sort of stuff. Yep. Um I know we don't want to talk too much about the meta right now, but one thing I just want to point out that I'm kind of surprised by right now is uh, the third most popular deck in the meta is Reanimator, which is mm-hmm. real surprising considering that typically blue red Delver is such a terrible
0: matchup for Reanimator. Yeah, but black red is can be a difficult can be a difficult game against blue red Delver.
1: Uh yeah, but this isn't necessarily
0: well, yeah. Are we seeing like a blue black version of Reanimator again? Or are you looking at black it's, red? Um it, I it's,
2: we actually have seen blue black come back a little bit with yeah, like a more like really
1: so wh- what what I what I'm seeing a lot of the list is it's black red reanimator splashing uh blue for f- like four show and tell in the sideboard, mm-hmm. which okay. um like that's like OG strategy for black red reanimator, like for a long time. Uh, especially blue back black reanimator would do that. Like that was very common. A blue black reanimator was your post board game plan was you, you became like a kind of a worse show and tell deck. Mm-hmm. And then black red is like, Hey, we don't need that. We're fast enough. Mm-hmm. Like, like we're not going to do that. And now we're seeing them turn into like Grixis reanimator with the show and tells in the sideboard, which is mm-hmm. kind of interesting to see.
2: So some of the best performing reanimator decks that Matt and I have been seeing in the top eights and top 16s, have been either that, like, Grixis with a show-and-tell sideboard package or, um, wow, uh, Mardu. Or Mardu, so you can get white for Mm -hmm. Prismatic Ending and Serenity in the side. And one of like, I've slowly been seeing this really weird thing happening where we're starting to trim down more and more on Chancellor in the main and picking up on, like, Griefs and Archons. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea why, but, like... Reanimator re- re- has just gone from this plan of I'm going to force feed it on turn one with my Chancellor, so you can't force or days no matter what, to like I'm going to double grief you and then on turn three reanimate it. Like they've just really hmm. slowed. They're still running the black and red like fast package, but just slowed it down a little bit. I think to try and force through all the blue red hate. I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh-huh
1: uh also did you see this list that came in uh third place in the challenge it went undefeated in the swiss 7-0 in the swiss third place overall uh golfinius uh posted this list it's four color reanimator going black red reanimator splashing blue for show and tell and splashing white for silence wow which is uh like that's going real deep here. Let me send you Is guys. Silence in the
0: in the main or in the sideboard? No,
2: sideboard. Okay, yeah. Cause I see four copies
0: of silence here on the side.
2: Yep. Um but, Serenity. I have often dreamed of uh putting silence in reanimator, but I just never I never thought white was strong enough.
1: So I used to run silence back when I was running uh tinfins. Like that's always been kind of the tin fins game plan. Yeah, yeah. Uh was was the silence package. I, I haven't seen it in like actual reanimator uh you know it, it, you know putting up uh decent results but mm-hmm. i mean this is a super greedy mana base but hey it works you know mm-hmm. two two bad lands one scrub land one underground sea uh two swamp and then a bunch of bunch of uh uh black based fetch lands so that is a uh, an aggressive mana base for a uh, a reamir deck. It's also only running fourteen lands, which is like mm. this is like a this is like a tinfin shell without the mm-hmm. tinfin's package. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: It's crazy to me how greedy mana bases have gotten in Legacy with blue red delver like the premier tempo wasteland deck being twenty percent of the meta and just half the decks coming out are like these four color control decks or these four color Euro decks.
1: Yeah. just like, it's just like, fuck you. don't care.
2: Yep. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't like people stopped. People are so willing to bounce into four colors. They're just running loam and everything now. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, it is running. You know, it's running four Lotus Petal, for Dark Ritual, which is why, which is why I, I refer to this as kind of like a uh, a tin fin shell without the tin fins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're just kind of using that to just power out this the stuff super fast. Uh, it's got the two grief. I might have to give this a, a spin. I haven't taken Reanimator through a challenge in you know a very long time, so mm-hmm. I might have to do this and uh you know you know spin it up.
2: I think I think your time to do it is. It- is quickly coming to an end because Uh, reanimator has been on the top for a while.
1: Yeah. So people are kind of really taking notice and, uh, and preparing for it. Uh, I mean, taking a look doesn't have that much. uh, So it's got, it's also hard because graveyard hate has just gotten so diversified over the last 10 years. Like when I was playing, blue red reanimator back in 2007, like life was easy. Like you basically mm-hmm. had, <laughs> you had some like artifacts, like uh, uh, Tormon's crypt, uh even like Feldon's cane. <laughs> like you just had like, there was some like artifact hate that, that dealt with graveyards. And then they printed rest in peace and it got a little bit harder. And then they printed graph diggers cage. And now mm-hmm. they have uh, the, uh, uh, I'm blanking on it. The green, uh, the green, endurance yeah endurance oh, right, right, right. uh like now you have a creature based one and uh so like graveyard hate has gotten very diversified and i think it's we, we're seeing it like the reanimator decks used to run a bunch of anti graveyard hate, like you would see a bunch of artifact destruction, um, you know, things like that. And now it's just like I feel like they're almost just not caring just because it's so diversified, you just can't mm-hmm. even prepare for it. So I think that's why we're also seeing them, you know, shift to kind of like the show and tell package. Yep. It's like,
2: fuck it, we're just not even going to go through the, the graveyard anymore. Mm-hmm. I think, I think the two grief is a big part of that too. Like these decks are running six or seven unmask effects and usually two to four thought as well. Like They've gotten way more in your face getting into your hand. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's like we like we can't deal with it once it's on the board anymore, so we're just going to, you know, stop it before it happens or just go around it
2: completely. Mhm. Exactly.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, that's cool. I, uh, reanimator always is going to be near and dear to my heart. That's how I became a show and tell player was I had my grizzle brands from blue, black reanimator and I got tired of the graveyard hate. So I shifted over to show and tell and never looked back, but uh, <laughs> maybe it's time to look back.
2: <laughs> is that when all the hair on your palms started to grow and your knuckles got huge?
1: Yeah, I, I, Like I have all these scrapes on my knuckles from dragging <laughs> them. <laughs> <laughs> so i mean it's cool to see also i kind of want to go to it because did you see this new reanimate uh that they printed i love
2: this new reanimate art the uh the box topper art
1: is is that what it is i was trying to figure out what set it's from but is it is it box tarp topper art from uh the new innistrad set i'm
2: guessing no i uh, wasn't it from the from the master set is it from the master set i thought with the with the dude in the boat with the wings behind him no
1: i'm talking it looks like it's from commander collection black
2: is what this art is from oh i'm thinking Mike tutor i'm an idiot yeah now listen to me
1: it's uh it's by nila nila ham yeah nila ham is the artist and it's uh it's baron sengir like rising from the grave with like bats and skulls floating behind him and a m- big moon like it oh looks, wow no i hadn't seen that like this art looks sick i kind of really want these reanimates
0: is that Neil's Ham? Who did the art?
1: Yeah, Niels Niels Ham.
0: Yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Uh and I, the flavor text is nice. Death is a small price to pay for immortality. Like that's uh mm. that's a great flavor text. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> so those are sweet. So yeah, I think I'll uh maybe I'll put the vintage cube on the back burner just this one time and and run <laughs> uh
0: to reanimate through a loop. Don't leak. lie to us, Jerry.
1: Yeah, I'm probably gonna play the Vintage Cube, and then once yeah, Vintage Cube lie, leaves, I'm
0: gonna <laughs> you just have to hope <laughs> best... this reanimates in your Black Red, reanimator deck.
1: Well, it's the nice... best thing
2: about re. Rean... Well, oh, go ahead. Sorry,
1: I was gonna say it's nice because reanimate is uh, it's about 400 tickets
2: on Magic. I was Online. just gonna say that. That's... Yeah. Yep. It's the only list I can rent.
1: That that's what it is. Like I I actually put my rental service on Suspend because I can't afford to rent any magic decks uh-huh. right now because everything's so expensive. Wow, like, that's like, horrible. Like blue red Delver is a thousand dollars on Magic Online. Yep. What a thousand dollars for a Magic Online Jeez. deck? Yep, that's horrible. and then blue blue Zenith, the second most popular deck, is eight hundred tick uh, tickets. So. Like it's getting really hard to uh, eight cast is another thousand dollar, thousand dollar magic online deck. Like crazy. It, it like for a while I was like, Oh, I have my four force of wills. I can play every deck in the format with the rental service. And now it's just like, Oh, I want to play this deck. Oh, I can't afford it. Oh, I want to play this deck. Oh, I can't afford it. Like, why do I even have a rental service anymore? <laughs> right.
2: Right. Oh, that's terrible. I went the other way. So I had, I was very similar to you where I had my set of forces and I had most of the fetches. Because it allowed me to rent basically everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. And then I could rent nothing. So I actually, I was looking at it like, I have to basically upgrade my rental account to rent any of these decks anyway. So I sold my MTGO collection and bought a modern deck with it. And uh-huh. I'm just going to like bump up to the next tier where I have like an 850 or 900 ticket rental limit. Because mm-hmm. yeah, the the 400, I'm at like 450. And that doesn't, even with forces, gets you nothing.
1: Yep. That's where I'm at. My rental limit is $450 and I have my four force wills. And then, yeah, like you said, I have the fetch lands and I just, I still can't afford to play anything. So I, yeah. I literally put myself on vacation mode and that's why I've just been doing, uh, you know, nonstop vintage cubes. Cause I can actually afford to do vintage cubes. Yep.
2: Even modern decks are like well over seven or 800 tickets sometimes because a lot, like I think solitudes are like 50 bucks a piece online.
1: And and like I said, this is just more of a side effect of them getting rid of flashback drafts.
2: Mm, like absolutely, flashback
1: drafts were huge for keeping the cost of Magic Online down, and that's what I feel Magic Online should be. Magic Online should be the place where you can play different decks and try them out. Like it's almost like I feel view Magic Online as like the test server for real life. You know, this mm-hmm. is where you can try a deck out in a competitive sense before, like, you know, can you know really committing to putting the money and
0: paper on it. So
2: yeah, exactly.
1: I'm hoping that's something that that changes with uh with Daybreak Games taking over. But that's that's kind of the magic online meta right now.
0: Yep
2: mostly More the same, the same. <laughs> <laughs>
1: More the same. Eh, reanimators new. I'm gonna I, I am gonna i do appreciate reanimator is affordable i can actually play reanimator and run it through a league can't wait to do that and run up against like nothing but graveyard hate for all five rounds <laughs> <laughs> oh i remember what i wanted to say uh, no. okay <laughs> uh also if any of you guys have had a uh magic online account for a while but haven't logged in Make sure you do, because one thing Wizards did for Christmas that I thought was really cool is every Magic Online account that has existed since December 15th. So this doesn't apply for basically anyone like making new accounts to just take advantage of it. But any Magic Online account that's existed uh, since uh, December 15th gets a free Vintage Cube draft.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. It was pretty cool. Yeah, so I, for did, the first time ever, I went positive on a draft.
1: Yeah, they <laughs> so they gave yeah they gave everyone a free draft. So if you haven't logged on to Magic Online for a while, but you still have your account, you know, get in there and, and play a vintage cube because it's a lot of fun and you know it's free. So why not? When it,
0: when is it up till? Uh, let me launch Magic Online and see. It just like <laughs> is it like more than more than three days. Right.
2: Uh, I legitimately, for the first time ever, I went three one on a draft playing vintage, and it was the best feeling I've ever felt, and I will probably never draft again.
1: <laughs> Wait, three three one or two one or two oh, sorry,
2: two one. one. I'm sorry, two one.
1: Ah, okay, <laughs>
2: that's how <laughs> I little say, I draft. I don't even I was know how. Say,
1: to... How you get in an extra game <laughs> <laughs> when oh, you vintage? draft
2: as good as me, Jerry? They let you play a third or a fourth. Excellent. Yeah, vintage Pat Cube ends the twelfth. It looks like
1: yeah. So you got you got nine days, Pat. And anyone listening to this episode. Uh, you got two days. If you're listening to this episode, <laughs> you got two days <laughs> to log in. in on the
0: eighth, so they'd have the eighth and ninth. They'd have four days. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Five days, yeah. days yeah. worth they it. Listen to it early.
1: Yeah, it's worth it. Log on if you like. Obviously, you can't just like create a new account, so because otherwise, I would literally be making hundreds of Magic Online accounts to get <laughs> to get free Vintage Cube drafts. But uh, <laughs> if you if you've had a uh, Magic Online account, log in and then uh, you know use your free drafts. Just don't draft Black Red Reanimator; those cards are mine.
0: Yeah, it's not open. We already said it. We already said it.
1: Um, not, this is this is the best Christmas gift uh, Magic Online has given us since the bug that happened a couple years ago when the uh, the Vintage Cube drafts weren't Phantom and you had to keep the cards afterwards. Oh no! <laughs> it was like for it's like for one day, one day the uh, the there was some bug on release and the Vintage Cube wasn't Phantom and people were like, "Yep, I got myself a Black Lotus." <laughs>
2: Oh, oh my and, gosh
1: and this was this was before like they released uh the power cards as cards that you could get like this was before uh, vintage masters came out so it was literally the only way to have a black lotus but wizards went in and stripped all the cards out of people's accounts
2: afterwards mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that is such a bad faith move yeah that's right? uh, that's that's horrible
1: but uh yeah that that would be great if uh Please, Daybreak Games, bring back uh, normal normal drafts so that we get to keep the cards. And if you're feeling extra generous, make it apply to the cubes, too.
2: <laughs> I'm awesome. all for magic being cheaper in every, every context everywhere. Right. Exactly.
1: Well, awesome. Um, anything else you wanted to kind of talk about with Cantrip Cartel, Jake, before we start to wrap things up?
2: I don't think so, other than, might my, my, my I go ahead and give our plugs out?
1: Yeah, no, do the plugs. Do it up.
2: So, uh, we're still using the Anchor website, but check us out at anchor.fm forward slash cantrip cartel. Uh, our, our episode should be on most popular uh, podcatchers, so like, if you're listening now, you could probably search cantrip cartel and find us. You can uh, email us personally at cantripcartel at gmail.com. We read every single email and we'll even read it on stream. You can follow us at cantrip Cartel on Twitter. And we even have a Facebook group we're trying to build up, just cantrip Cartel on Facebook. We got super lucky and got on the cantrip cartel bandwagon before anyone else did. Nice. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> that's that's
1: pretty good. Um, and I heard on your episode you're part of the, the Planes Talkers uh, network. What's that?
2: Yes, so the stalkers podcast is a standard and commander-oriented podcast that I started listening to a couple of years ago. It's run by Will and Aramis, and like they just have a really cool podcast with a really cool community uh, built around mostly standard and commander. So we reached out to them, and we were getting started, and they agreed to basically kind of take us under their wing and help get us going. So a lot of advice. Um, they let us be on their show a couple of times to help get our name out, and we have a Discord channel on their discord that I'm definitely not looking up right now because I have the name memorized. (laughs) Where is there? I'm just, I'm just scrolling through the annals of my memory. Yep. Right now. That's what it sounds like.
1: Yeah. Your, your mind palace. It's all about the mind
2: palace. I'm I'm walking through my mind palace and I'm going to pick up off this chair Where it says uh, discord.planestalkerspodcast.com. Exactly. So it's a lot of fun being on there. Like if anyone on here happens to play any standard stuff, they do like they give away a box, a sealed box of whatever the standard set is every new set. And they'll do it through like either like an arena tournament or like a giveaway of, of some kind. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, like the coolest one we did was we did no band standard right before rotation.
1: That's cool. It also kind of makes me, it kind of makes me sad that no band standard is a thing because uh, standard <laughs> is supposed to be no <laughs>
2: Yeah, We, we unbanned 15 cards for standard and we got to play with Uros and Ocos and veils and stuff. And it was a lot of fun.
1: That's, Disgusting that there's it 15, was fifteen banned cards in standard. Jesus Christ, Watsy!
0: <laughs> oh, is hey, it? listen, Fire Fire Designs, fucking going great,
2: guys. Keep up. It sells cards like hell.
1: It's called Fire
0: Design because everything's on fire.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> well, that's awesome. And uh, please also uh, make sure to post uh, when you guys have new episodes posted up in the, the Lima Facebook group, because, Absolutely, uh, yeah. you know, love, love getting the word out there and getting as many people talking about legacy as possible, you know, love it, that the, uh, the community is so supportive of everything. So we really appreciate
2: awesome. you guys giving us that platform to reach out to people. It's a lot of fun to hop on every week and, the episodes up and see everyone else's episodes. It's really awesome. You guys just kind of provide that for us for free.
1: Yeah. I mean, they got everyday eternal on there. Um, you know, we got uh, uh three university posting every like pe- people, I get the little notifications uh, mm-hmm. you know every week from everyone posting up their, their, their content. And I, I love to see it, you know, and, and, the more people who post on there, I just feel it just it it, it uh, you know, gives uh, rhyme and reason to the leaving Lacey F- Facebook group to exist because, mm-hmm. you know, I just love having it be a place for the community to gather and kind of share all their stuff all, all together, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, I agree. It's always been it's always been since the uh, inception of the page has been a place for people to to share stuff. So I'm glad that it's a hub for that. It's huge.
1: Uh, well, should we get into some poops and scoops, Pat?
0: Yeah, Jerry, who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week?
1: Uh, I'm going to scoop in my beautiful girlfriend for taking care of my pathetic ass all week. <laughs> I <Like>, have <laughs> <laughs> like she's been cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff for me while I've just basically been in a cocoon on the bed, just absolutely, you know, being an, uh, dead to the world. So huge scoops into her for keeping me alive for the last week. <laughs> 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 and uh poops on covid because it sucks i i don't wish this on anyone
0: <laughs> appropriate poops <laughs> <It> really sucks <laughs> how about how about you jake who do you want to scoop it a this week
2: well i think the obligatory scoop is to the leaving a legacy cast for uh letting me come on and talk about my podcast but more importantly Kind of like fulfill a little dream of talking to your heroes and like some Aww. some really fun people that you really like you never thought you'd ever get to talk to you personally and now I get to.
1: I like how you refer to us as the Leaving see cast because it makes it seem like we have this big support crew behind us. Like, <laughs> yeah, all, we got, all we got of, of got them, our, our producer, one
2: of them. I appreciate them all.
1: <laughs> did uh, did the did the boom boy get you your cappuccino like you liked? You know, did he? Did he? It was the, uh, it was boom a little old but it's okay. <laughs> I'm trying to remember a page. What what? Yeah,
2: like
0: a, like an intern.
1: Yeah, and turn cyrus boy sounds like something <laughs> completely
2: different <Jerry>. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: the fluff the fluffer the leaving legacy yeah from? yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> no there's no fluffer
1: <laughs> stay hard boys
2: <laughs> uh i want to scoop in scg for bringing an scg con to my state like yeah indiana doesn't get a whole lot of i mean competitive play in general love so it's was super awesome that they're putting something up close to me and i really appreciate that nice nice awesome.
0: love it what about you bat uh, this week I'm scooping in Antonio Brown because I just know that when I want to quit, a, quit a job, that's how I'm going to leave. I'm just going to rip off my, my shirt, throw it at the, throw it at the wall and just like, and just fucking peace out sh- shirtless off the job. Love it. I don't Love know. Who, so I don't
1: know. <laughs> I don't know who Antonio, to Antonio Brown.
0: I is Antonio this a thing Brown I should is? know? But, uh... So, so Antonio Brown's a wide receiver for the Buccaneers. Uh, this past Sunday, uh, they had brought him back, and Antonio Brown has been known for some behavioral issues, I think probably stemming from some mental health issues. And he, uh, the, the story is basically that, and this is what I, this is what Rappaport had reported, was that uh, he didn't feel like he was 100% healthy. The coaches said, you need to get out on the field and play, and he said, I don't want to play right now. I'm not 100% healthy. They said, if you're not going to play right now, you can just leave because we don't need you on this team. And so he like he ripped off his shoulder pads, threw him onto the sideline, took off his shirt and both his gloves fucking hucked him into the crowd. and just in the middle of a game yeah in the middle of the game the middle of the (laughs) game so so if you see like the like the my favorite antonio brown meme right now is uh every day is a half day if you just fucking quit (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh just Uh, walked out in the middle of a game i thought it was like a practice yeah it was pretty awesome it was pretty awesome i
1: I love it because this reminds me. I know Pat, you browse this a lot, but I've been spending a lot of time browsing the uh, the anti work subreddit. Oh,
0: so good! Uh, it's just so good. it's
1: just an entire subreddit of people just saying like "fuck you" to their horrible bosses and just yes. like leaving, and then the bosses being like, "No one wants to work anymore." Right, right.
2: <laughs> yep. It's like, Nobody wants to work for me. I don't understand why.
1: Yeah, no one wants to get screamed at by Karens for you know twelve yeah. hours a day while making seven twenty five hour. Uh-huh. exactly. <laughs>
0: exactly
1: so this this antonio brown
0: is like peak anti-work energy that's that's exactly and that is exactly how i took it jerry so thank you for (laughs) thank you for seeing that i've never Um, seen a football
2: player alt f4 in the middle of the game yeah Yeah.
0: it was that's (laughs) it was uh it was pretty hilarious he he's he's a wild guy and like people like his teammates love him and he's uh like a phenomenal athlete and just a good football player but uh yeah, it was that was very entertaining to see. He's so. one of those
2: real athletes, right? Not an athlete. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, you see him, he's got a six pack, so like you know he
0: the guy can move. Yeah. Yeah. He uh yeah, he's he's a capable of superhuman, uh, you know, athletic
2: feats. Did he dislocate that's- his shoulder throwing his uh his pads? He did not. He did not. He did not.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the ultimate shame. The ultimate shame is hurting yourself celebrating, like Martine Grammatica did, kicker in the NFL. He blew out his ACL celebrating a uh, field goal he made. Oh my gosh. I think it was Martine. It was Martine or the, or the other one. One of the, one of the Grammatica boys, but yeah. Um. Uh, well, Jake, thank you for coming on this week, man. I'm, I'm really glad we got a chance to talk to you. Uh, It sounds like your podcast is doing well. And, and, and like you said, like, you know, 99% of growing a podcast is just being consistent. It, seems, it sounds like you guys have that uh, on lock. And I, I love the fact that you guys get into other formats. It's it's, I think, especially now, it's extremely important that you have have interest in other things uh, to keep a podcast going. Because sometimes, like like Jerry said, if you're only talking about one thing, it can tend to get sales. So you got to kind of <laughs> diversify
2: What's the word. Yeah, diversify. exactly. You know,
0: Branch I remember out. the that's OCO era. Remember.
2: Branch out a little bit. So that's great, man. It's awesome to hear. I remember listening to you guys during the OCO era, and that's all it was every week was just be like, hey, guys, Oco still a thing. Yep. <laughs> Yay, <laughs> more Oco." <laughs>
0: Yep. Sweet. Sweet. We yep. love it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just like pining for the days that we can get back to like, like in-store play every week. You know, I, yeah. I just, I really need that. So
1: I was all set to go to uh gaming, etc., and play an FNM and then I got COVID and I was pissed because I'm yeah. like, got the day off. I'm going to be able to go down there and play. And then it's like, Nope, get, get wrecked.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer. But yeah. like I said, you're on the men. So, you know, Get all your rest you need, Jerry. Only play half the vintage cubes you normally would, and you should be good for mm-hmm. uh, for next week.
1: And I'm in. I'm invincible for three months. I'm I'm invincible three months. I'm there
2: you go. On the clock. There I think Joe Rogan says that. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got your horse
0: paste, right, Jerry? I meant to tell you. Did you get that? I sent I sent you a box of it. Did you get it? Of horse paste? Yeah. 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 Your
2: ivermectin. Did you get it?
1: I did. I did. Okay, Thank good. you. I, I appreciate that. Good. I really do. You,
2: you have to take. You it didn't directly. call the CDC to, or the uh, the poison control, <laughs> did you? I thought
1: all pills were suppository.
2: <laughs> you can take yeah, these early. It makes it,
0: it makes it really weird when you take Alka-Seltzer, though. <laughs> <laughs> the,
2: the LAL fluffer had a weird day. <laughs> awesome.
0: All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again, Jake, for hanging out, Jerry, of course. <laughs> And you, uh, we'll you. catch you. Out. Yeah,
1: we'll catch you all as all next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> I thought all pills were suppository. Stay hard, boys. Blue back, black reanimator would do.